You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the reading of the May edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. We're going to start with a letter to the readers from the Crestone Eagle. Crestone Eagle Nonprofit Values News, Community, Diversity, in a Dance of Change. It was Alan Watts who penned, The only way to make sense out of change is to plunge into it, move with it, and join the dance. And so it has been for the Crestone Eagle. After 30-plus years of publication under the editorial care of Kizen, who brought to life and nurtured this newspaper and then passed it into the hands of the nonprofit Crestone Eagle Community Media, many changes have been happening. Those of us here in the offices are continually refining our vision of how to best serve the citizens of Crestone, Baca Grande, and Sawatch County, seeing this dance of change as an opportunity to grow stronger. We value diversity. We value spirited conversations. We value keeping our readers apprised of what is happening in their hometown and the surrounding areas and reporting the news about important issues and events. We value being an entity that encourages respect and the willingness to listen to each other, even in our differences. These values are the rhythm and heartbeat guiding the eagle in this dance of change. In an era when local newspapers are shutting down around the country, the Eagle is recognized as being on the leading edge of legacy newspapers. That was written in the Colorado or stated in the Colorado Public Radio September 7, 2022. According to a 2020 study by the University of North Carolina, a quarter of the newspapers in the U.S. have been lost since 2004, creating what are described as news deserts. In these areas without newspapers, there is a lack of access to critical information, to credible and comprehensive news that helps citizens make informed choices and increases accountability of governing bodies. This loss spotlights and strengthens the Eagle's commitment to report facts and issues and to provide an opportunity for members of the community to speak about them. We are excited about taking this wonderful local nonprofit newspaper forward, always mindful of those who mean the most to you, our neighbors and friends in this amazingly beautiful San Luis Valley that we call home. We welcome your voice, questions, and suggestions by emailing editor at crestoneagle.com. The Eagle Crestone is collectively our newspaper. Let's continue the dance. And now turning to business news, written by Amelia Stern, Crestone Businesses Receive Rural Economic Development Initiative Grant. The town of Crestone received a $10,000 Rural Economic Development Initiative, REDI, Ready, grant from the Colorado Department of Local Affairs to create a new and emerging entrepreneur program. These grants are awarded to rural Colorado local governments with the purpose of creating diversity, resilience, and new jobs. Elizabeth Kosmicki of Enshin Karate Crestone, Shoshana Asha of Luminaries and Studio Nia, and local leather crafter Osha Jane were all selected to participate in the program and will receive funding and mentorship until June of this year. 
The purpose of this grant was to get local businesses off the ground, says Interim Town Administrator and Deputy Clerk Scott Erisman. Crestone is in a unique situation where there are so many creative, talented people here with really big ideas, but we are rural and the process of getting a business off the ground can be really daunting, he said. The three participants' first step was to connect with local mentors to discuss where they are in the planning of their business and what they think would help them. Once we figure out what will help move their business to the next level, we help them source a place to get that service and use the grant funds to pay for the service, says Erisman. Asha, who specializes in oil and acrylic painting and wearable art, made the decision to become an artist seven years ago, but didn't have the resources and funding she needed to fully make the transition. Last February, she moved into her own shop and studio space in the Sangre de Cristo Inn to pursue her passion full-time. When she heard of the new and emerging entrepreneur program, she knew she had to apply as a first-time entrepreneur. Asha, who has been working with Kizanlaki, Lisa Syriax, and Michelle Bielendorf, they found a mentorship team to help me write my proposal. They're all local business owners, and that in and of itself was super helpful to work with them, says Asha. They gave me a lot of great feedback in helping me define my business and really encouraged my creativity, she said. With the grant funding, she's been able to improve her craft through various workshops and trainings. I'm learning painting and sewing techniques, and it's really broadening my skill set, she says. I'm also able to have a bookkeeper who's teaching me how to do my own books. The grant funding will also help Asha with publicity by way of a new sign painted outside her shop, something she otherwise wouldn't have been able to afford. It's exciting to work for myself and do something I really enjoy, says Asha. I think it's awesome that the current administration in town is very helpful, very excited to see me succeed, very supportive. They're really following through on their side, she says. While the town is no longer taking applications, they do hope to run similar programs in the near future. The rising tide floats all ships. Helping individuals in our community find success will bring additional economic opportunities into the community, says Erisman. At the moment, Crestone has a total of 43 registered business licenses, up from 38 in 2019, and some residents are looking forward to seeing that number continue to grow as the community undergoes massive changes. According to Erisman, there are several other larger grant projects that the town is actively working on. Crestone received a total of $600,000 given incrementally to expand its wastewater infrastructure and $48,000 to fix the foundation of its town hall. While bidding hasn't started for the new foundation's contractor, Erisman anticipates it will go to a local. We just finished the engineering stage and worked with the company SGM, who has a local office in Salida, he says. We are focusing most of our energy on those larger grants and making much-needed improvements, but once those are done, I'd like to revisit this type of community empowerment program, says Erisman, because it's a really cool function of a town being able to lift up and empower the community around us. And speaking of town, we have a history lesson written by Cindy Reinhardt, To Form a Town or Not, A Brief History.
Over the years, the question of governance has repeatedly surfaced among Crestone Baca residents. Exploring this history can help us better understand the current proposal to form a new town and the complexities of governance for the common good. 1995 Search Conference in January 1995, 144 residents from the Baca Grande, Creststone, and Moffat came together using the participative search conference format. Online reviews summarized the approach as designed to engage the collective learning and creativity of a large group, inspiring people to find common ground, enabling participants to take part fully, rise above self-interest, and make decisions for the common good. A vision for our community emerged from the conference that is useful today in considering the question of governance. A community in which each individual actively shares in the responsibility for sustaining and enhancing our quiet, simple, rural way of life, in which inconvenience is a virtue, spirituality is honored, wildness in nature is revered and protected, sense of small community is sustained, growth is slow and planned, governance is participative and democratic, ecological sustainability is encouraged in agriculture, architecture, business, and lifestyles, physical infrastructure minimally impacts the environment, social structures reflect our diverse and experimental lifestyles, and serve all age groups. Businesses are small, provide basic community needs, and employ local residents. Open space and agricultural lands are preserved. According to Kate Steichen, who organized the conference, the participants only also wanted one governance. This goal wasn't included in the published vision statement. 2003 Feasibili Feasibility Study Following a community meeting organized by the Baca Ground Property Owners Association, POA, in 2003, a governance research committee was formed to study various governance alternatives to the current POA nonprofit corporation structure. The committee issued a comprehensive feasibility analysis report in March 2003, noting the many changes in population and demographics and acknowledging challenges faced by the POA at the time. These challenges included the impact of lot consolidations, fewer lots means less revenue and dues collection delinquencies, issues still present today. More than 100 residents completed a governance needs identification questionnaire, identifying priorities including equitable and reasonable taxes or dues, pres preservation of wildlife and rural areas, control of growth and development, good emergency services and fire department, road maintenance and improvement. Although in control of growth and development was ranked high by respondents, these same respondents ranked enforcement of ordinances, laws, and rules as low priority, a dichotomy unresolved to this day. The committee studied three governance options, metropolitan district, statutory town, and home rule municipality, and determined that the most feasible for further study was statutory town. They then did extensive revenue and expense research on each option. After this in-depth study, the committee reached the conclusion that municipal incorporation is not feasible at this time. Three reasons were offered. One, insufficient registered electors to include the grants in a municipality. Two, heavy dependence on property taxes to finance the town. And three, absence of a commercial tax base that could reduce dependence on property taxes. 
While population has increased to render the elector issue irrelevant, questions about how to finance a municipality continue to loom large. Annexation by Crestone The town of Crestone commissioned a study of the feasibility of annexing the Baca Grande, and a report was issued in December 2008. This study examined in detail the benefits and disadvantages of annexation and noted that further studies should be undertaken if annexation were to be seriously pursued. The town concluded that it was not in the best interest of its citizens to pursue this path. Both this report and the 2003 feasibility study are available at the website townofbacagrand.info and make for interesting, informative reading. 2017 Crestone Baca Resiliency CBR Governance Group A second search conference was held in 2017. The conference theme was Resiliency and eight CBR groups were created, one of which focused on governance. The mission of the governance group was to research and facilitate responsive self-governance for the Baca and Crestone resident community. Among the group's accomplishments, as described in the most recent issue of Crestone, a sacred earth journal is researched alternative governance models and assessed the viability of each for Crestone Baca considering future growth, resiliency, and our community values. As reported in a November 2022 Eagle article, the governance group interviewed various entities including the Colorado Department of Local Affairs, DOLA, to learn about the process, advantages, and disadvantages of becoming a municipality. DOLA asked the group, what would you have if you became a municipality that you don't have now? The DOLA representatives noted that it is highly unusual for a POA to provide everything that our POA does. These services include emergency services, parks and greenbelts, and road maintenance, with law enforcement provided by Sawatch County. The November Eagle article poses the question, what would we lose or be taxed for if we incorporate? It posits that a professional could realistically project this. This group's work is the most recent community-wide exploration and some of its members explored what self-governance might look like. A more thorough review of their work will be coming up soon in Part 2 of this series. Moving forward, given significant growth in the Crestone Baca community as well as economic and political shifts in the wake of COVID, it seems prudent to review and reestablish community values, inviting participation from all concerned. Community conversations could explore such questions as, how well have the 1995 vision and values been honored in decision-making by the various governing bodies, Baca Grand POA, Towns of Crestone and Moffat, Swatch County. What aspects of that vision are embraced by community members today? What forms of governance could best serve this or a new vision? Is governance what is needed and desired? What alternative ways might, be, might we be in community? Cindy Reinhardt, the author of this article, is a 15-year resident of the Baca Grant and has worked in local government, served on the Board of Water and Sanitation District, and cares deeply about the land and our stewardship of it. And now turning to library news written by Zayla Pearson Good. Re-envisioning Swatch Public Libraries as Community Centers There is much more to a library than shelves weighted with books and above-average shushing rates. Librarians work devotedly to connect people to health and wellness service, 
employment, online amenities, higher education opportunities, programming, and importantly, to one another. In fact, data from a 2018 national survey found that nearly half of all U.S. respondents identified public libraries as, quote, an invaluable community resource, end quote. Libraries as community centers are especially needed in regions that are geographically isolated, such as Sawatch County. Access to a public library is a game-changer in rural areas, explains Sarah Cohen-Frey, the library director of the Northern Sawatch County Library District. By offering free, ever-changing resources for entertainment, education, and culture, Frey notes that our co county libraries function like community living rooms where people can gather and connect. In addition to loaning out literature and media, the Swatch and Baca Grand Public Libraries extend a wide range of offerings, author talks, art receptions, free tax forms, coping and scanning, gaming meetups, story time, writers groups, after school programs, information circulation, and public computer use. As the most utilized resource at the Swatch Public Library, com public computers and free Wi-Fi help to bridge the digital divide experienced disproportionately in rural areas. The Institute of Museum and Library Services reports that across rural America, one in every five visits to a library is for the purpose of Internet computer use. These visits are critical in supporting patrons with economic, educational, recreational, and health-related pursuits. Library meeting rooms give residents a venue to host a variety of activities, such as exercise and wellness classes, tutoring, legal assistance, and birthday parties. The meeting room is one of the most utilized services at the Baca Grand Library. The monthly door count skyrocketed once the space was created and the community was aware of the service, Frey reports enthusiastically. Creating programming and events for local youth has been a top priority for the NSCLD, as leadership believes it is critical to cultivate a love for learning at a young age. A wide range of offerings for youth occur weekly at the county libraries, preschool story time, youth cosplay, after-school programs, classes, and crafting events. The district also serves local schools that do not have on-site libraries, leading some teachers to bring their students to the library on a weekly basis. NSCLD is also working to bridge the gap in food access and distribution. Introduced in 2022, Free Food Friday works to feed the community with fresh foods from local school greenhouses during the summer months and provide year-round supplemental foods on a weekly basis. Additionally, the Baca Grand Library recently began hosting the Crestone Food Bank until a new location can be secured. Providing digital resources to rural communities is another essential feature of our public libraries. For those who are not able to physically visit the libraries, e-books, audiobooks, and digital media services are available for download. Many of these are free. Frey reflects that we have patrons who use our digital resources weekly but haven't stepped inside our physical buildings for years. In fact, an almost 16% increase in digital collection use across the country has made libraries more leading in, more popular than ever, reports Words Rated, a non-commercial research organization. The COVID-19 pandemic had a dramatic impact on the NSCLD. Frey recounts that while this period was challenging, it also allowed the libraries to implement necessary changes. 
Namely, the Baca Grand Library was renovated during pandemic-related closures, leading to the creation of a private community room that can be locked off from the rest of the library and used after hours. The space has been su surprisingly successful. Frey claims that the Baca Grand Library community room is consistently booked for around 30 events each month. After seeing how the community room enhanced the Baca Grand Branch, Frey aspires to create a similar space at the Swatch Library. Frey is also dreaming of improving access to the libraries. The Baca Grand Library, for example, is miles from the town center. Eventually, she would like to move this branch into an easily walkable location so children or those who don't have cars or bikes can access all we have to offer. Another top goal for NSCLD is to start a mobile library that visits different locations in the service area each week, such as the KV Estates, Moffat, Crestone, and perhaps the local schools. As the vision for the Northern Sawatch County Library District continues to grow, so will access to resources, connections, and information. Beyond their books, public libraries build community, look after our most vulnerable populations, and facilitate critical connections. During your next visit to the public library, pay attention to the many services that you may have previously overlooked. What role does the public library play in your life and well-being? Now turning to museum news, Swatch Museum opens for the season. The Swatch County Museum is the best museum in San Luis Valley, is the belief of museum chairwoman Lynn Sutherland. This sentiment is definitely earned with the uniqueness of the Swatch Museum. Originally built in 1870, the Adobe Building has been the home of a school, courthouse, jail, and jailkeeper residents. That changed in 1958 as the building became the preserver of historical artifacts tied to the history of the Swatch and the SLV. In its 64th year, the museum opened for the season on May 28th. The museum is open through September 4th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Thursdays through Mondays and is located at 405 8th Street, Swatch. And now turning to the Out and About column with Lori Sunflower, the question of the day is, what are your favorite ways to express your creativity? Curtis Kidwell says, my favorite ways to express my creativity are rhythm and dance. I've been a percussionist most of my life and love creating rhythms with others. I also love moving to music that inspires me. I feel that I can tap into a divine flow with either. When Cigna and I decided to move to Crestone, we promised each other that if there was not already a Sunday ecstatic dance happening, we would start one. We attended Sunday morning ecstatic dances in Portland, Oregon for over 10 years, and it became a valuable part of our practice and often the high point of our week. So we now host a dance in Baca Park every Sunday from 11.11 to 1.11, weather permitting. And I often play drums to the tracks that benefit from it. Come dance with us and tap into your creative flow. And Nick Chambers says, well, on this particular occasion, I thought I would bring some home-brewed wine to my friend, mentor, Auntie Robin Blankenship's Easter celebration. I thought some folks might enjoy and appreciate it. So I brought a peach wine, dandelion wine with spice with chai spice, a choke cherry wine, the best one we've made in 20 years, and a nice floral mead. Cheers! And Cassie Morningstar says, My favorite way to express my creativity are through connecting with nature, hiking, and also painting, drawing, and creating. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. 
My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.